For everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what has been planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn. A time to dance. A time to throw away stones and also a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek, a time to lose, a time to keep, even a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak out. A time to love, a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. This was written 500 years before the beginning of the Christian era. It's from the the Hebrew Bible, Ecclesiastes. And supposedly it was written from one of King Solomon's sons, a wise King Solomon. Do you know what's interesting about it? Well, actually, there might be more than one thing interesting about it. But one of the things, at least, that interested me about it was I did a little research into the idea of time. And back before uh, the modern era, there was actually two time systems. There was what we think of chronological time, and in Greek, uh, uh, as the Bible translated this, uh, it was even called chronos to go with our idea of chronological time, and so that's the time of watches and calendars and things like that. But you know what? These particular verses out of the Hebrew Bible did not use that structure at all. It used the other format of time called kairos. So there was chronos, that's the the minute-by-minute, day-by-day, day kind of time. This was written with all of the language structure, however, of Kairos, which was the other time system in effect for thousands of years. Now you might ask, well, okay, so how would you count things other than in hours and in minutes and in days and years? You count it by when things were right. Kairos is the time measurement of appropriate time, of when something is in its ripeness to be done, when something, you might think of it as God's time or or auspicious time. It is when to not do something would be a huge mistake. It is that essence of being in the right place and at the right time. Most of the Bible is written using Kairos. So, so in, even when it was said that the world was created in, in seven days and seven nights, it was not written from using the verb tenses of Kronos, but rather Kairos, meaning in the world's ripeness it was completed. And so although they put a, a seven on it to indicate completion, it didn't literally mean, they would have used Kronos if they meant literally it meant seven days. Instead, it was the, the seven ages or the, the, the completion of the ripeness of the universe. That's when it was done. So we're finishing this lovely book called Enough Already of Alan Cohen's and his thesis, um, which I love by the way, for the material we're doing uh, this week is that there always is enough time, but, but we 
as an American and modern society, almost exclusively use chronos, use our chronometers, use our watches. And it is because of our insistence to try to have everything scheduled and fit into a schedule and be on the calendar and be taken care of like some giant to-do list that is somehow married in with a calendar. That's what makes our lives crazy. It isn't that there is enough time. It isn't that literally somehow we've got to manufacture hours of the day. I mean, we know we can't, right? That, I guess that's one of the good news is about chronos. We know there are literally only 24 hours in a day. We can't squeeze in more hours. But the craziness that we feel is, I believe, the fact that we're not actually scheduling things when they should be done. We're scheduling things in as though it has to fit with the calendar, as though it has to fit with something written down with hours and days. We even look at our lives as though, well, this is the time to do this, and this is the time to do that, so I better do it. How would it be, however, how would it be if we did things a little differently? To highlight how things have gone wrong, though, I've got a joke first, and then we'll, then we'll move on to the idea of Kairos. So Sally, a new first grader, had noticed that her dad was looking tired all the time. He frequently left home before breakfast was even done, and dinner was getting later and later. Even after dinner, sometimes her father would be up late in his office doing work on paper that he brought home in a briefcase. Well, Sally asked her mother why Daddy was so busy, why he brought a briefcase paper, why he brought home a briefcase full of papers at night. Mom explained, "Well, it's because Daddy has so much to do that he can't finish it at the office. He has to bring it home to work on it." "Well, then," said Sally, "why don't they just put him in a group with the rest of the slow daddies?" <laughs> And you know what? I've decided I want to be one of those slow daddies. You know, I've spent probably half of my working career in the business arrangement. And I got to tell you, we do so many dumb things in the business world so that it fits on a calendar, so that it fits on our... We're, we're obsessed with this idea of time. I remember one of the biggest projects that I worked on for the telephone company as a, as a project manager. It was this multi-year computer conversion thing. And I remember halfway through uh, one year, uh, the, the lead project manager, my boss's boss, came to me because my group had one of the biggest pieces of it. And he said, so are we going to be finished by the end of the year. And of course, as every project manager knows, we never would just answer a question like that. Way too dangerous. But I said, well, you know, we're making good progress. It seems like within the realm of things that we might be finished by the end of the year. But I had a stroke. It was like something went off in my mind, even as I was saying that. And I said, but would you really want to implement this project in November or December. So my boss's boss said, well, why not? If we get it implemented by before the end of the year, all of the write-offs occur in this year, and, and we'll get the re- new revenue stream in, in January. We'll be able to, you know, from a, from a financial perspective, from an accounting perspective, it was like a dream come true to implement it in December. And I'm thinking to myself, this affects about 3,000 employees that would all need to be trained. 
They would all need to put in extra hours. They would all need to put aside some of the training that they've already had and look at things from a new perspective. Is this something we want to do? Like between Thanksgiving and Christmas? It made no sense. It made perfect sense on the calendar. Absolutely perfect sense. And it would have been the worst nightmare of my life and probably the telephone company's life. And after we puzzled through that a little bit, sure enough, uh, we figured out what we needed to do financially for our accounting things so that we could delay it to the first quarter. Even if we were going to be done in December, we decided, no, implementing it then, crazy. How crazy are we in our lives right now? You know, I was uh, catching up on Facebook uh, over the, uh, the Thanksgiving holidays, and a friend of mine, I mean, it's like the same story on a personal level, right? Uh, I'm like Facebooking her, and you know, how are things going? And I, we had finished our Thanksgiving dinner and, and, and had a lovely time, and really did nothing on Friday, which felt like a dream. And my friend Joanne was, oh, I have never been so busy in my life. It's like I was shopping with my sister, from 6 a.m. until noon. And then, it's like Thanksgiving's late this year. Those Christmas decorations have to get up. And so then from noon until about 4, we were putting the lights on the house and doing some decorating in the house. And then, by God, we've got to go out and get a tree this afternoon. And I think some of the places are open, but some of the places aren't open. And have you any idea? My Christmas cards are going to be late. The Christmas cards go out on December 1st. And I I haven't even bought them yet. How could I have gotten so far behind? And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm sorry I asked. (laughs) But do we not do things like this to ourselves? We allow our lives to be run by our chronometer, our watch, instead of what makes sense. So I want to make a proposal today. I want to suggest that we can use some of this ancient way of thinking, that we can use kairos, instead of chronos, to begin bailing us out of this mess that we frequently get ourselves into. So let me illustrate. Let's say we know what a chronometer is. That's just a fancy name for a watch. What if we had a chirometer, something that would help us with this ancient method of using time? Let's take a few minutes and think about it, and then we'll do a practical example together. Well, first of all, in ancient times, timing, first of all, was based on our own sense of what's right for us. So we didn't just schedule a business meeting like when it would fit into the calendar, right? Have any of you been to a meeting right after lunch when the heat's cranked up a little bit, right? How productive were those meetings? (laughs) Like zero. (laughs) So in ancient times, they would actually do a bit of a check-in. When would we be at our peak, you know, this, if this is a meeting about whatever, when, in terms of our body's natural rhythms, would we resonate with that? If we're going to be talking finances, we need to be alert and ready. Maybe before lunch would be a good idea, right? So we would check in. Uh, Is this a good time to talk about household finances? Well, interestingly enough, I just had a fight with my partner. Maybe talking about household finances wouldn't be such a good idea right now. Do you know what I mean? We check in with ourselves. We say, all right, am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I feeling appropriate for what I want to do right now? Or should that thing that maybe I want to do 
be done tomorrow or at a different time or later. We check in how we're physically feeling. We check in with our emotional body. You know, a lot of us don't even know what emotions are anymore. Especially, I think, Americans, and, and, and I know for my generation, especially guys, we were kind of trained not to acknowledge our feeling. And here I'm really suggesting the opposite to you all. Several times a day, we ought to be checking in with ourselves. What's going on? Am I a little bit pissy right now? Maybe I shouldn't call Sharon and talk about it, the education program. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, let's do a check-in. Does it make sense that I want to do what I'm thinking I should do based on how I feel, based on what's going on in me? Okay, the second thing that Kairos used to do, another way of scheduling had to do with the seasons. Here's another one where in America we just kind of throw it out the window. You know, we have our to-do list. We ought to get it done. It doesn't matter whether the season makes sense or not. Here was again, my, my, you know, my friend, I mean, I was glad for my friend Joanne that the weather was cooperating with her putting her Christmas lights up, right? But should it be that we schedule something, an outdoor activity like that on a certain day, no matter what the weather is going to be? I don't think so. You know, there's, a, there's an old saying that uh, applies, I think, to eat, new eating programs, and it applies to new exercise programs. And the saying is, not December. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty easy system, right? It's because it makes no sense. You might absolutely think in your brain, oh, sure, I'm going to have this whole new eating program, and I'm going to start it right after Thanksgiving because, right, I just kind of blew it on Thanksgiving. So I'm going to start it. But it makes no sense, whatever. You've got a whole month of Christmas parties and activities ahead, like you're going to up your diet and exercise then? It's, I, mean, I mean, if you could do it, sure, it would be a great thing. And why are you setting yourself up in the hardest time of year to make substantive changes and you'll be getting all the feedback from everybody else not to do it, right? Try this. Oh, I made it just for you, honey. <laughs> right? It's like crazy. So Kairos would say, let us look at our activities in their flow of the seasons as well. And I have good news and I have bad news for you. We're in the season when we should be physically relatively inactive and mentally actually very active. So for, for those of you who are, you know, it's like, let's go shopping, let's do a madcap physical activities in the world. You know, let's get the lights up, let's get the tree up, let's work on the car, let's get the house looking its, its tidiest and best ever. Let's do all this physical stuff for the holidays. You're actually bucking against the seasonal rhythm of life. The seasonal rhythm of life would have us take this as a time of mental reflection, of actually beginning to plan for things next year. It's a time of, of being grateful and thankful for what has occurred. The, the harvest time has passed. It allows us to do indoor projects of a, a quieter nature. You know, in olden times, this is when we'd be working on quilts together and the, um, the you know, other people might be out in the barn uh, doing minor repairs, but not a lot of physical activity. 
You know, our, our bodies have their own annual rhythm, even as the, the season is outside. And when we buck against that, it tends to make us crazy. The third level of kairos, the third level of it, has to do with the seasonality of our life. And this one I, I, I fully expect to get a little pushback on, because I think each one of us, um, how do I say this delicately? <laughs> Each one of us, I think, has seized upon a picture of ourselves that we want to lock down in time. Now, it may have been a time in, in our life history when things were working really well. And so it may have been a time, let's say at 35, maybe you were at the peak of your working career and your, and your family was, uh, was doing great things and, and life just seemed so rosy at 35. That person might try to lock it down then. And they will always have a kind of a vision of themselves at 35 and how things should be. Someone else, maybe it was at retirement and they, they put a lot of energy into bank accounts and, and saving up. And so for them, maybe 55 represents that, that lockdown time when this is, you know, this represents me at my best. And so this is going to be the worst it's going to be. Other people, much earlier, some people lock it down even in their 20s. It's kind of, you know, it may be in when they were physically at their peak in terms of, a, of an athlete or, or, or for some people, the way they physically look maybe was best at 25 or at 30. And so they always are kind of thinking, gosh, I wish my hair sort of, oh dear. Do you know what I mean? And it's because that, oh dear, is because they're thinking of themselves in light of that, that magical age of when they were. Well, I got to tell you, we're not going to be that age forever, whatever it was. And our bodies and our intelligences, our, our beingness has a senality to it as well. For instance, I am approaching 60. I'll be 60 next year, right? There is a time for that and a beauty for that that would be inappropriately used to be, like, say, starting a new family and children, right? Who wants an 85-year-old dad to come to graduation, right? But people do things like this. Sometimes in someone's head, Achieving something or being something is so important that they completely lose sight of the seasonality of their own lives. And they will have children when they're, they're 60, 70. They, they, you know, they will seek out spouses at a great different age than there because, again, they're frozen in that way to do some... Well, let me think of, a, of an example maybe we can all laugh at. Well, oh dear, should I say it that way? Maybe I, I'm going to get in trouble today, I can tell, but here goes. Remember Ronald Reagan's hair? <laughs> Am I the only one that that just really bugged? I mean, here, here is the leader, of the, the leader of the free world, and I'm thinking, this is the worst dye job I've ever seen. Why does he want to look 30 years old when he so clearly isn't? Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's an integrity in being how old you are. And, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with looking our best at a certain age. I mean, believe me, when, uh, uh, when, I, when I turn 60, um, I'm going to look the best 60 I know how to look. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying at all that we shouldn't be our best in, in every sense of that. 
But oh my gosh, there's a seasonality to us. And it's to be loved and embraced and highlighted. I'm coming into the statesman type phase of my life, right? I want to concentrate on knowing that the gifts that I have are, are, are well and available for others. I want to, I want to know that, uh, that how I am and who I am is making a difference in the world in a, in a way by the gifts that I have to give. Not, you know, the, the young man's dream is acquiring wealth, it's building the family. I'm done with that. And I'm fine to be done with that. So the third part of Kairos is, are you doing the things that are appropriate for you in your season? The, the craziest example I remember, when I first came to Portland, I lived, uh, I lived in northwest Portland, Portland off of Burnside, and it was kind of the bohemian part of Portland at that time. And the Fred Meyer on Burnside was, some of you are already smiling at me, the, the, the Fred Meyer on Burnside there had got quite a reputation as just being full of strange and wonderful characters. And one of the strangest as most wonderful characters, and I think her name, I think, and someone here will probably correct me was Mildred, but she was about 65 or 70, and she dressed like a go-go girl. <laughs> in, in her mentality, her best time of life was the 60s, and so here it was the 90s, <laughs> and, and her days of dressing like a go-go girl were probably behind her, but there she was. Let us not be this person, right? <laughs> okay, all right. So I, <laughs> so I, I think I've given you the idea of Kairos here, but let's put it to the test, all right? So I'm going to check my chirometer, I'm going to put the watch aside. I'm going to check my chirometer, and I'd like you to kind of do the same. I'll walk you through how it could work, and you'd be thinking about this because it is actually going to be your homework, is for the next week to imagine that you have a chirometer. So first I'm going to check in with my body, right? And this is something that people would recommend that we do several times a day. What am I actually feeling right now? You know, I'm feeling like I could use a little water. So I'm going to do something about that. And I'm feeling a little hungry. And I'll do something about that uh, in a short time. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling happy. Yeah, I'm feeling happy. The next thing we would check in is how are we doing seasonally with the, the seasons of the year? We would check in that way. You know, I'm feeling pretty good. Daniel and I already, I think, did kind of a, a fun Kairos thing around putting the Christmas lights and decorations up because I think it, it has a little bit to do with Kairos timing. So obviously, it'd be a good thing if we had them up before Christmas. Yes, okay. And probably before Thanksgiving. Yeah, not so good. <coughs> But what I know about it is it's more about my heart. We enjoy doing this together, right? And so the auspicious time would be when Daniel and I have some free time to do it together. And of course, uh, it's Oregon. We're probably going to have a better time if we manage it uh, when it's not raining or sleeting or something. So there, I've got it scheduled. 
Now, for those of you <laughs> living on Kronos time, you're going, what do you mean you have it scheduled? You don't have it scheduled. You just said sometime between now and Christmas when it can be with Daniel and, and it's not raining outside. That's not scheduling something. And I'm going to suggest, yes, it is. That's scheduled enough. I know this will seem crazy to you, but that is scheduled enough in Kairos time. And we will let the details take care of themselves. The third thing that we would do is I would check in with where I am in this stage of my life, literally. I would check in and say, okay, at 59, how am I doing? Well, I feel good about it. I feel like I've made all the accomplishments that I want to make. I don't feel or have any kind of sense of, of regret around my time of life. You know, really feeling pretty good about that. Also, seasonally, I'm doing a, a lot of the inward journey stuff this time of year. I'm working on talk titles. I have most of my talk titles organized through the first part of next year already and, and doing the planting of the seeds and the planning of what's going to come, which, of course, is, is what the winter is for, is to get ready for new growth next year. So I feel pretty good on track on that. So now I guess I would turn it over to you in a way. We won't take the time to do it right in the sermon here, but, but how are you doing on your chirometer? How are you doing? You know, put aside the calendar and the schedule for a minute, but how you doing? How's the sense of being in the right place at the right time? The activities that you want and you need to do over the next few weeks, do you have them locked down to a calendar? Or can you sense the essence of them, why you're doing them, and fitting them into a time that will actually help you with that project? You know, are you doing things that are seasonally appropriate for the season of your life, for the season of the year, even for some of the... Um, the biorhythms of your own life. That's your homework for this week. We'll put aside the watch and we'll take out the chirometer. I'm going to close with a, a, a quote from, uh, from Enough already here and a prayer. He says, there really is no problem with time unless you make one. <laughs> Just as you have made up a story that you don't have enough time you can make a story that you have plenty of time. You cannot stop or turn back the hands of a clock, but you can control your experience of time by repositioning your relationship to it. When you change your thinking about time, you transcend time. It can no longer control you. You will find enough time, like all things in your life, by choosing a mentality of enough. It's not about time. It's always about having and being enough. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, one joy, one goodness, one infinity of all things, including time. I call it God, but it's also nature. It's also the goddess. It's, it's the Christ presence. It is everything. And I know that means me as I relax into this moment of knowing that there's time enough in my life for all that I need to do, all that I choose to do. I just relax into God's grace. This is me. This is God living through me. This is feeling sufficient. 
And as it is true for me, I know it is true for each person here, that each person here has time enough to do all the things that they need and want to do. Also, perhaps on this day, a willingness to think about Kairos instead of Kronos, that ability to sense the right timing, the God's timing of things, knowing when things are ripe and not not rushing to do things that are unripe or overripe, but rather being in that exact right place at that exact right time. And so, therefore, I guess it's it's an opening of our intuition. It's an opening for each person here to experience that, that unity of God showing the way, guiding guiding through our higher wisdom self always what needs to be done and what what doesn't need to be done. And I'm just grateful for this. I'm grateful for the power and the presence of God as it takes the form of each person in this room, grateful for life itself. I just let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you for being here today. So glad you were here today.